With the Denver Broncos 2021-2022 season coming to its week 18 conclusion and the 2022 playoffs underway, it is now time to take a look back and review the 7-win and 10-loss campaign. Why were Vic Fangio and other coaches fired? Can this season be considered successful? This is Mile High Hot Takes. Let's talk about it. Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined as always by my co-host, Connor. And today we are closing the book on that atrocious season we just witnessed the Denver Broncos play. Connor, initial knee-jerk reactions to that season as a whole. Not a good season. Bleh, is kind of where I'm at, too. It's just... No no way to really sugarcoat it. It wasn't a good season. Improved record-wise from last year, but in terms of play on the field, defense was really, really good. But altogether, just uninspired, I think. Yeah, I think that's a really big buzzword that I've been hearing about this team uh, a lot this year, on whether it be particular games, um, games like the Eagles game or the first Raiders game where they just came out with no fire whatsoever. Um, that's a reoccurring one that I hear. And honestly, for me, I just had so I had just I don't know. I was so much more optimistic this year. Than in previous years with George Payton in, having Teddy in, having all of these stacked wide receiving core, the sick defense. I mean, I remember at the start of this season, I said, if the Broncos have a top five offense, there's no way, or top top five defense, defense, there's no way they miss the playoffs because the last top three defense to miss the playoffs was the Jags in 08. And we were a top three defense this year. Generally, top defense gets you in because you don't have to do all that much on offense, right? You keep it close. That wasn't the case. It just goes to show you that that's how bad the offense was this year. Awful. In three different games, if the Broncos just put up 18 points, they would have won. Three different games. And we'd be sitting here at 10 and 7 instead of 7 and 10. That's three, maybe four successful drives. That's all you need. Yeah. And this this offense was unable to do that regularly, consistently. It's just altogether terrible offensively. Oh, man. I think part of why this season is has and was super disappointing for me wasn't necessarily the record. It was... I didn't feel like we were in games very often. Well, one of the things that I talked about all year, and it happened in the home Chargers game. Oh, well, not the home Chargers game, the uh, the away Chargers game. The the last time we played them in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Vic Fangio. Oh, buddy. The entire time he was in Denver did not once come back from down 10 or more points. At any point in the game, whether that's first quarter or fourth quarter, whatever. You were down 10, it was over. If Vic Fangio's team was down 10, 
they never came back. And in that Chargers game, in the first quarter, we went down 10, and I tweeted out, let's see if we can break a really ugly streak, and they could not. And and that's just, that's an ugly stat. That is an ugly stat. Over three years, you can't make a single 10-point comeback. I mean, look at the freaking Chargers against the Raiders in that last game. Fourth and 26, They're and, making you, stuff and you happen. still feel like there's a chance. Mm-hmm. No one, no one, I didn't think it, Chargers fans didn't think it, Raiders fans didn't think that that game was over on fourth and 26. If that was fourth and 26 for the Broncos, that game's over. But then you're sitting there, we have a quarter and a half left to play, and we're down two touchdowns. And you think we're out of it? Like, couldn't we were do anything? We had three quarters to play, and we're down a touchdown and a field goal. And you're like, and I thought we were out. We're out of it because statistically, not once had we come back from that with our head coach. And that's pathetic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good teams generally are playing from the lead so they don't have to make the comeback but everyone has the ch- potential to come back we did not but uh, but i would look at i think i feel like almost every single team in the league in that three-year span has had to have overcome one 10-point deficit yeah there's no way they haven't and then like that's that's we, baffling we, we, we just can't and i don't know if that was just once you're down, just getting beat up and couldn't do anything, or if it was just a scheme, you get rid of everything you prepared for and everything that you're good at as soon as you get down. I th- there was just zero life on one side of the ball, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter how incredible Vic's defense was, he was not the type of person to run the whole show. And that became very apparent as he continued to let Shermer oh, and waste challenge, away the season. challenges and time The challenges and the time garbage. management were awful. But you know what? If he's That tenant, only matters in close games, to be honest. That only matters in close games, A. B, if all of those stayed the same and we were 10 and 7, that's not something we're moaning about. That's something exactly. you could be like, yeah, he's terrible with challenges and time management. But we're ten and seven. But we're ten and seven, like whatever, you know. And so, like, that didn't lose us games. No, it definitely didn't help though. And you it also- was just so bad. And like one of the things for me with the challenges, it's not so much like the fact that we lost a timeout because we had a stupid challenge. Yeah, you don't want to waste timeouts, but it just told me Vic isn't a head coach. That's what that told me. Yeah, he had a lot to prove going into this season. And he started out a little more aggressive, a little more like we're going to we're playing to win these games. And that wasn't enough. He's clearly not a head coach. Fantastic defensive mind. Unreal defensive mind. Um, No matter how you look at it, even if we retain every single player on this defense, our defense will not be very challenging for them. Will will not be this good because we are losing Fangio. Yeah. Fangio is the best defensive mind in the league right now. If we could find a way to... If we could have found a way to demote him to D D coordinator and find a new head coach, never would have happened. 
can't do it. I understand that, but that would have been a dream situation. Hey, maybe in two, three years, he'll get fired or quit and we can bring him back like we did Wade. Oh, you could always do that. Yeah, that's true. And I think this season for Vic, seven and 10 is still, you kind of look at it and it's not really that great because four of those wins were Jets, Jags, Giants, Lions. It, it was time to move on. Yeah, and it, it's that leaves three wins. One of those was against the boys. Yep, fantastic game against the Cowboys. One of those was against the football team. Yep. Which was a horrendous game that we damn near gave away in the last couple of seconds with Melvin and Javante fumbling on back-to-back handoffs. And that was another thing in that game against the Chiefs. And and then the throwaway, and then the ball that Teddy didn't throw away. Yep. And that was, and then we beat the Giants, not the Giants, the Chargers. Mm -hmm. That's a good, that's a good win. The Chargers and the, and the Cowboys. Two I think solid those wins. were two, the only two times you saw the potential of this team come through. I think the final week against the Chiefs, we played a fantastic game. Lose, but that was arguably one of the top two, three games I think we played all year. At least defensively was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We hung in oh, absolutely, it. Absolutely. Offense really didn't make any big mistakes until the one big mistake. Fumble returned for a touchdown. That stuff happens, but altogether, that was like a twelve-point swing, though. No, oh, it was. You're inside the red zone. Yeah, that's not like a you fumble on your own twenty, no, or even the fifty. That's a you're about to get you're another about to get six. In the end zone, yeah, and instead they got six. With all the negative from and the you season, you have to start over. <laughs> start over, and now you're out of the game, pretty much. With all that though, we had a couple positives. Javante Williams. Huge, massive, massive potential and a fantastic player for the future. Who else did we draft? Got Patrick Sertan. Huge. That was a good one. I thought he played well. We had a couple linebackers who rotated through once. We had a bunch of everybody, a bunch of injuries in that position group. Looked like they can play. What do you think about Josie Jewell? He's a re- he's an unrestricted free agent this year. Should we let him walk since we found a couple people like that? I would team? I would let him walk if we can because he was a beast. But the whole thing is when injury, he plays, injury, he's injury. a beast. Every time he plays, he gets hurt. There's a couple of those linebackers that I think we can retain for pretty cheap. I would like to see us keep a couple of them on the roster. If Josie and Alexander Johnson have to go, that's fine. They were good, not great, but I think we found a couple young players this year that are going to be a big part of whatever success this team has going forward. I agree. Um, There are some positives to come out of this. Obviously, this defensive unit really came together. Um, Obviously, the rookies. That was a a money draft this year. Mm -hmm. Um, We signed, we locked up two solid receivers assuming that this was a fluke year for Cortland. Um, Can't really fault him too much. I, I know. That's, what I'm, that's, what, I'm like, that's play, what I'm saying. He locked up a good receiver. Yep. Um, so you got three great receivers, a great running back. You've got a solid defensive back core. 
Mm-hmm. Like this team is this team we, we we're still building. Have talent. We're, we're 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 built up in a couple of different areas. I think if I look at this season as a whole though, I can't consider it successful. No, no chance it's a successful season. But there is one main thing that regardless of whatever else happened, like the main thing that makes me say that this was not a successful season was the talent on this team is way 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 better than seven and ten mm-hmm. and obviously watching them play the whole year it never i never got a feeling like oh my gosh this team is special and just needs some more time i never got that something and was off that's why i'm gonna consider this season a failure is they did not like our players, uh, our team as a whole did not live up to their on paper potential when it comes to the talent department. And then when you look at individual players, you can't really say there was growth in everybody. No. I don't think, gra- uh, granted, Bradley Chubb was out with injury. Yep. He didn't take any strides forward. He was damn near non existent this season, even mm-hmm. when he did play. Mm-hmm. So that's no good. Justin played just as well as always. Patrick Sertan was great. Slow start for Justin. Slow, slow start. After those first on. few games when it didn't really matter because we were playing mm-hmm. <laughs> Jets, Jags, Giants. Yeah. And then, with the, but offensively, did anyone really see Jerry Judy make any strides? No, he was also hurt for Six, half the seven, season. Eight weeks. Cortland, if anything, regressed. Regressed, if anything. Like I said, my whole issue with him is was his attitude all freaking yep. season. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't care who your freaking quarterback is. I don't care how badly over underthrown you were. Don't freaking pout. You're getting paid. You're mm-hmm. getting paid. Don't mm-hmm. pout. The tight ends as a group really didn't make any strides either. Alberto it was kind of hard for uh, Alberto was out also with injury for a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Fant was not set up or utilized properly at all, mm-hmm. all season. And we didn't see any strides from him. So the majority of the time that Noah Fant got the ball, it was on third and long, uh, three yards past the line of scrimmage. And he was swarmed as soon as the ball got to his hands. Yep. And those are the things you kind of want to look for as upward trends to consider a season successful if you're not competing for the Super Bowl. And we were unable to take those boxes, so 100% this season was a failure. Which hurts to say because I had more optimism coming into the season than I have since our Super Bowl season. Um, I, you know, I've just had nothing to look forward to and this team on paper gave me something to look forward to. That oh, defense was filthy on paper and was filthy in the season. Mm-hmm. That offense, that receiving core was supposed to just be giving check down Teddy the easiest open looks or one-on-one 50-50s. But even when Cortland was in a 50-50, he was reaching back or diving to get a ball that was five yards further thrown. Teddy was underwhelming as well. Teddy was underwhelming ish you knew he wasn't going to be a world beater but the thing is if you look at what teddy did he did exactly what i thought he would Mm -hmm. he came in he protected the ball he took what was given to him and it wasn't bad and honestly i still do believe 
this team could have won 10 games with Teddy as their quarterback if games were called better and the team showed up to every game. Well, because a lot of my a lot of my issue with Teddy is like if you're if you're bringing a quarterback in that's just supposed to prevent you from losing the game, you got you to have win to, the you game. have to scheme. The defense won us almost all of our games. They kept us in it, but we never got but the big play. Turnovers were a little lackluster this year from the defense. There mm-hmm. weren't as many as I would have liked, but that was okay because we weren't turning the ball over a whole bunch because yeah. Teddy was in control. And while Teddy was in control, he just, I mean, when the running backs were hot, Shermer was like, throw the ball, Teddy. And when the running backs weren't hot, Shermer was like, throw the ball, Teddy, throw the ball, Teddy. But you know what? Now everyone's in double coverage. Yeah. Um, also, let's give Jerry Judy an expert route runner, the most basic route trees so that he can never get open because a high school corner could read those routes. They could follow him on every single crossing route he ever runs. Like, why are you putting little Jerry Judy on a crossing route? He's going to get wrecked. Use his quickness. Use he's his gonna, cut. He's going to he's gonna get wrecked, and that's such a basic route. Like, if they're playing a zone on you, let him work the seams, man. He can run those seams, he, like, to a precision. His routes are, like, I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe them, like, awe-inducing watching him run a good route it's like yeah he's good why doesn't that translate to the field he's not being set up for success because he can't go and run a route that isn't called because mm-hmm. teddy's gonna be like where are you going bro it's terrible and then <laughs> where mistakes are you going? happen and then you get benched because you're not following what the coach says but if the coach is not setting you up for failure or setting you up for failure can you really be mad at him for failing? I'm obviously not upset with any of the players, but no. I do feel like such a huge part of the detriment to this offense was the coaching. Because, again, on paper, it just it doesn't make sense in my brain why the weapons on this team could not average 18 points a game. That doesn't really make sense at all. And with that... This was a worse offense than last year's. Hard to do. Very. But but we're ending up with the whole new coaching staff. And a new owner. And a new owner. And hopefully a new quarterbacks. Possibly. Well, possibly. We're probably going to end up with new quarterbacks. What what are other options? Well, I mean, they're on the roster still. Drew's not an option. Neither is Teddy. Neither of those are options. They're still on the roster. Do I think they're going to stay now? They're not options. Yeah, there's a lot They've of change both, coming. They have, they have both proven they're not options. And yeah, but no, you're right. You're right. They're still on the roster and nobody said anything about quarterback. The draft isn't a big deal. There's not really year. a quarterback in the draft. That's there's a also leader right now. There's also no real free agents. The free agent list is trash this year. The best, you got, the best you got is Carson Wentz. And I would not touch Carson Wentz with a 10-foot pole. And the... Talks that the Raiders were going to move on for Der- from Derek Carr early in the year. Nah, that's not going to happen now. That's gone. He just took a team that lost its head coach and two of its top, <laughs> players. top players to DUIs. Like, no. 
Derek Carr is not. Derek, Derek Carr is going nowhere from that organization. But the coaching vacancy, any candidates you really like? Anything you want to see? Maybe not like a specific person, but like a profile you're looking for? Yeah, um, as far as profile goes, um, oh, we need an offensive coach. This is an offensive league, and if you want a defensive guru, make him your coordinator. Because this is an offensive league, and you need somebody who can run the team from an offensive standpoint and just let the defense handle its business. Um, that's what I think this team needs, and I think if that team, if this team had it this year, easy ten and seven record, easy ten and seven mm-hmm. record. If they have an offensive-minded coach and just let this talented defense almost coast. Like you don't even need a world beater DC. You just need somebody that's got not getting yeah, freedom. Yeah, somebody that's average or, or a little bit above average and they'll be fine. Yep. They'll be fine. They're star studded. Um, so I, I'm really looking for that offensive minded coach and I'm looking for a dude that when something's not going right on the team, he's gonna hold his freaking staff accountable. Yep. I need somebody. I'm sure Tomlin does it. I know Hoodie does it. If somebody on Bill Belichick's staff is underperforming, you, I bet you after after one game of underperformance, they're meeting with him on Monday in his office, and he's like, "What the hell was that?" That's the type of coach we need. I need a coach that can be the head coach, a coach that can run the whole operation, the entire show confidently doesn't necessarily need to be somebody with experience doesn't need to be it could be somebody new people obviously don't like new people because they're like oh head no coaching is, head coaching is so hard but you know what if you're hiring somebody with experience it means that they were fired yep and not all firings <laughs> not all firings are the same obviously, obviously not all the same like obviously brian flores and um the texans dude um kind of interesting situations where you feel like they might not have been given and like Mike Zimmer wasn't a fair bad chance. coach in Minnesota it just kind of well he, I mean I plateaued mean, well, look at well, look at John Fox John Fox went to a Super Bowl took us to a Super Bowl and got fired but sometimes the change is what you need exactly is what it so, comes down to but, but that's what I'm saying like I don't personally have a preference it can be a first timer it can be um, it can be a vet I don't really care all I care about is you better be willing to come go in there and bust some heads if 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 stuff's not going to plan. Mm-hmm. And I'd agree with the offensive side of it. Someone's got to get in here and write this offensive ship. We've been below average offensively for better part of a decade. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was also really happy about the uh, McMahon firing. Yeah. Um, the special teams outside of Brandon McManus was atrocious this year. Garbage. The amount of long kickoffs we gave up uh, the blew my mind. I haven't seen that. Kick coverage was horrendous. I haven't seen that since... I, I, I don't even remember last time I saw that many good kick returns against one team. Deontay Spencer, also horrendous. Not a good enough returner. Um, Which is fine Deontay if you just Spencer call a fair catch every time, but he's trying to make plays. is an unrestricted free agent, and he should move on. We should move on from Deontay Spencer. Please do not pay that man a single more penny of our money 
because I, I just nothing from him inspired me at any point. Um, he never seemed to run into space. He never seemed to even break a tackle. Thing is, you got to make the first person missed if you're going to break a run. Especially returning will, punts. You will get... Somebody will get to you on a punt or kickoff return. Mm-hmm. You have to make the first person miss if you want any sort of... Any sort of anything. Even if you get chipped by that first person, you're swarmed. Yeah. You have to make that initial hit miss for you to have any shot. I don't think I ever saw him dodge the first hit. Not once. Yeah, these next five years are going to be decided a lot in the next couple months. A wrong coaching hire, a swing and a miss on another quarterback. These next few months are going to be very important for the next four or five years. And then right after that, you get right into the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and boy, do we have a lot of draft pieces. We have, we have a lot of picks. Are we going to keep them all? Don't know. We can talk about that during draft coverage because we will be talking about the draft. Um, but keeping it in this season, like, oh, uh, Shermer fired too. Um, I know that's obvious. I know that was obvious, uh, but I hadn't explicitly said that yet. Um, yeah, Shermer out the door as well. And if you couldn't tell by the entire season of me complaining about him, uh, that is exactly, that's the big that is if if nothing else happened after week 18 <laughs> that was the one that mattered that's the one that mattered if you kept vic as a head coach i'd honestly be completely fine with that as long as Shermer wasn't there but i would be extremely critical of vic i'd be like all right bro this is it this is actually it obviously because your last year your contract like um, three years of subpar, but I do understand that your defense is nuts. And if you could just have an offense, we might be able to do something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't understand what was going through Shermer's head literally the entire year. I don't get it. I don't know how you look at this team and say, run the ball 12 times. I, I just, you really can't. That's just baffling to me. Don't see it. Don't get it. But. That's what we watched for 17 games. I I just don't get it. I don't get it. So beginning of the season, um, I optimistically went through as we went game by game, picking our record preseason. Oh, yeah. yeah. The preseason predictions. Yeah. Preseason predictions. Um, I went optimistically with 10 and 7. Still in my heart of hearts, believe that. Still believe the it. Talent on this team could can could have done ten and seven this season. Some of those games we lost, shouldn't have lost. Yeah. But things happen. I I said in the episode, and I knew deep down that was optimistic. I knew that nine and nine and eight, eight and nine was a lot more realistic. You on the other hand, Connor, mm-hmm. smacked it on the head. Yep. Seven and ten is what Connor did say preseason. And uh that is where your Denver Broncos have completed this season. Not happy that I was right. Would have like would have enjoyed being wrong if it meant we made the playoffs, but this season I feel like I had a 
decent sense of who we were and how we were going to play. And it, and it kind of showed. A little bit more frustrating than you thought it would be? Significantly more frustrated with the performance this season. <laughs> I went in 7-10, and 10, would have been perfectly okay with me because I didn't have Super Bowl aspirations at all. Didn't realistically think we were making it to the postseason. But I thought we would have been within a one-score game in almost every single game we played. I maybe saw a couple where they just felt like they were going to be out of reach, but they couldn't do it for me. There were a lot of games where I was just underwhelmed with our performances. Yeah, that's honestly just the whole season, just kind of underwhelming and loved watching them. And they honestly, just frustrated me a little I, bit. I always do. I always love watching them. And honestly, I had more fun watching them this year than I have in years. Um, the last two seasons have been very apathetic for me, and that's the worst you can be. The worst you can be is be so bad that I don't even care that you're bad because it's expected. At least this season. They let you down. They let me down, which means I had to have some sort of expectations for them. We also played meaningful, meaningful football in December. We played two meaningful football games in December. Or was it three? Three. It was three because oh the first Chiefs gosh. game was early December. Then we had the the Bengals game, and, and that then first, the Raiders. That first Chiefs game, remember, was for first place in the AFC. No. We were playing for first place in the division in December. And had we knocked or had we beat the Raiders day after Christmas, we would have kept them out of the postseason, and we would have been playing flipped spots with them pretty much we would have had the chargers with a chance to push for a wild card spot that's significantly better than we've had in the past few years way better and again i'm happy i've talked about it in the past how i'm just happy to be watching meaningful football i mean really there was only two real weeks where i was like yeah, it doesn't matter it really 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 doesn't matter like zero hope because that the second to last game of the year it was a that Chargers game yeah it was pretty much whatever it was it was like you need to win this game and beat the Chiefs and, and have every single every single every way. single break go your way and there was like five but before that it was very possible mm -hmm. and especially the way that the season ended up shaking out had the Broncos stayed right there with the chargers again look at that week seven week 18 against chargers and raiders the yeah the chargers, chargers raiders, raiders anything that, can happen that was for i mean the colts blew it blew it steelers got lucky steelers got lucky i mean both of those teams could have made it in with a tie that goes to show you how messed up the afc was this year easily could have gotten in if you could have stolen one of those games in December. But you didn't. But you didn't. And you went and you ended the year on a really ugly streak. Yeah, you did. And that's disappointing. Hurts. But I'm ready to get excited for next season. If they let me down or if they go above my expectations, I'm ready for it. Yeah. For it. yeah, I am too. I'm already looking forward to uh, all the buzz. Um, 
thank you all for listening to our Broncos coverage all season. Uh, We really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And we'll continue to bring you Broncos coverage. Um, At this point, it's going to be more as it comes we'll give it to you like if there's a big trade oh, big coach or hiring big coach hiring or you know draft or stuff. the owner or like little draft tidbits like trades stuff here and there that that's the type of stuff we'll toss in the mile higher the mile high roundup at the end of our other episodes of our active sports um and then of course we'll we'll, we'll do some pretty solid draft coverage that's a pretty big deal um But yeah, this is our last uh, regular Broncos episode until we start ramping up for the next season. So thank you all so much for listening and riding this ride with us. I know it's not been the most fun, but I appreciate every single one of you and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280hottakes. Got feedback for us? Send an email to 5280hottakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarga Productions. Oh, thank you.